Fearless Fundraisers. I'm Don Lego, and it's that time again. Buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like all of you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. So let's get going. I am so pleased to share this special Raise Impact series where we chat with expert authorities about achieving fundraising success. In this series, thought leaders share their 411 on a wide range of fundraising topics. So if you're a fundraiser, sit back and relax or not, and go ahead and get that power walk in. But let's listen to some expert advice that might come in handy to help you further your mission. Um, When it comes to events, our guest is no stranger and is absolutely the expert. I am super pleased to welcome the one and only Miss Claire Murad. Um, Hi, Claire. How are you? And Louis, how are you doing? Great. How are you, Don? Good. Good, Don. We're looking forward to it. Ready to go. Yeah, good. Well, it's great to have you. When it comes to events, I don't know two people that that could be better. And uh, events right now, it couldn't be crazier. So I know our fundraisers just want to hear what what can they be doing better or different. But let's start. Let's dial back and let's just start with a great introduction. Our audience wants to get to know you a little bit better. So why don't you both introduce yourselves? And of course, why don't you introduce Murad and everything that you offer, especially in that Texas community? Absolutely. All right. So, Claire, ladies first, let's have it. So, oh, I Murad Auctions. Such a gentleman there. <laughs> Isn't he nice? Isn't he nice? Yeah. So, Murad Auctions is uh, our company that we started. This is our 21st year in business. And we started out um, providing charity auctioneers for fundraising events. Lewis was our only product at that point. Uh, we now have six auctioneers on our team who work with us. And then we also, uh, our business grew uh, into providing support for check-in, check-out, managing the online auction, helping our clients manage the other fundraising aspects of their event. So we're a one-cost partner and provide support for their uh, clients. We um, provide support for our clients utilizing their software as well. So um, that's kind of very my happy area to have you. We're, we're very happy yeah. to have you as a one close partner. Just wanted Thank to throw you. that in there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we started uh, around the year 2000. I started doing auctions in the kids school college. Said, hey, can you help us with our auctions? So I, I started doing auctions in 2000 with benefits. And so we're kind of in our 21st year now. And I think um, it's been a really good um thing for us. We've been able to help a lot of people. And I've got to tell you that 2021 looks as bright as any year we've ever had. I know a lot of people are trying to in the doldrums from 2020 and the beginning of 2021. But I got to tell you, um, fundraising is coming back strong and you have your supporters who are there for you. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but we're happy to be here with you. So um, Don will let you lead it. If you want to ask some questions or how do you want to do it, we're ready. 
Well, you're, you guys are always ready. I, I, I guess the, the biggest thing is we know fundraising's strong and, and continues to be strong, but yes. events, I mean, coming out of uh, this pandemic, which I don't think we're out of yet. Sometimes I feel we're, we're going right back in um, as we think we're coming out, but nonetheless, events have changed. And, um, but the importance of connecting and engaging donors has not, and the importance of fundraising has not. So I, I just got to ask the big question, what are you seeing out there? What should be, what should fundraisers be doing? What, what, what's happening with events and um, okay. event success? Go. It's all, it's <laughs> gotcha. big questions. Well, let's start with. What's what's happening? So since about May of last year, we in Texas have been doing now we've been doing fundraising all along and we've been doing events that are broadcast in some cases. But now since May, people are back in person here. And I think they are along a lot of the country as well. So what we're seeing is people coming together now. They want to fundraise. The people are ready to give to their great organizations who they've loved and haven't been able to give maybe in a year. Some have been two years since they've been able to give, but now they're gathering in very good numbers to come back and support. And so the first thing to say is people are coming to events and they are ready to break out of the box and join you. And I haven't seen, um, you know, we have some that have different protocols and things that have to do with COVID, but I haven't seen a lot of people that are not willing to come. And most of the time, if there are any masks, they are gone by the time people are seated. So yeah. that's how it's been. Well, I think what we've seen is that people who are willing to come to your event aren't really concerned about COVID. So having a bunch of touchless check-in, having a lot of different mandates or different um, requirements for them to be able to attend your event for testing and showing vaccine cards and all of that, that seems to be more of a deterrent to people than something that makes them feel comfortable. So the people who are coming don't necessarily want to go through all that. Um, so I would just say, um, you know, just the people who are kind of come and buy tickets are comfortable being in public yeah. and being around yeah. people. So that's been a question a lot of our clients have had is should we, you know, what should we do to make people feel comfortable? I think we just do what we've always done. Um, I think what we've seen is some of our events are smaller, but the people who are there are very committed and they're actually raising more money with less people in true. the room. That's true. Um, and then, um, yeah. So what we're seeing is similar packages that sold in years past. Like, let's say, so let's just use an example. For instance, I believe you could say that 2019 was the, one of the best years for fundraising. Okay. So everything was hitting on all cylinders. Everybody had money in their pocket. It was doing well until about March 8th, which is, I think, was the last event we did Ugh. in 2020. So everybody sure. knows that date. It, it's, it's because all of a sudden everything shut down. Now, what we've seen is they're coming back. There are maybe a few less people in the room, uh, but you have people who are spending more on the same packages. In other words, principal for the day, which went for 5,000 last year, went for 15,000 this year in the event I just did. Oh, so, is that? So, wow. Okay. And, and of course, principal for the day is not, is not really anything to it. You get to make announcements. You know what I'm, I'm saying is people want to come back and make a difference. So some of these uh, packages that went for less before, including travel packages, dinner packages, and those kind of things, people are really wanting to show that, hey, we missed last year. We're going to make it up this year. And I'm seeing that over and over again, including, and we'll get into later, not this moment, um, what we do when we're asking for cash in our, in our giving moment. moment. So those are things that I see increasing. Um, and, uh, and, and also people are not as worried about coming. So they're, they're in better shape, but some of the clients are saying, Hey, I'm, I'm, people should I do less items. 
no, you don't need to do less items because they're all bringing good money. Well, and also I think the other thing is um, as well is that um, people have more money in their pocket Mm. right now. So a lot of your supporters have not been able to travel. They haven't been eating out as much. They have more money to spend. And so they're, they have more money to give, which is nice. And people are purchasing travel and experience packages, yeah. which has been another big question that a client of several clients have asked is, should I even include travel in my live auction packages? And I would say absolutely yes, because right. people want to travel and they will buy the packages and the packages are yeah. selling very well. The desire to travel, did, right? Am I right? The desire to travel didn't go away. It's just <clears> a matter of when, right? And, and the desire to do good hasn't you know, gone away. Um, I right. guess people are making their decision, right? I mean, if I'm, you know, um, sensitive to COVID, well, then I'm just staying home. But if I've made the decision that I'm not staying home, then maybe all that extra stuff is not necessary. Let's just get right to the party and the giving and doing something right. for good right. and give yeah. me my travel package because, gosh darn it, come I'm going to use it. Yeah, come out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So how does Murad help? How how does Murad help? Because it is a very ambiguous time, right? I mean, do we, don't we, should we, shouldn't we, hybrid? What does that mean? What does that look like? Virtual, well, what does that mean? You know, everybody defines things differently. It really is a little bit of a chaos. And one thing we know is fundraising has to continue. And um, yeah, you can bring stuff online, but you don't, just like we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket with events, we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket with, you know, online. So how can Murad help with all of that chaos? And, and, you know, if I have it right, I can come to you for soup to nuts. Is that right? Right. So we're going to cut, co- we're going to cover it all the way from your online auction to your, uh, to your live auction, to wow. check out, to your auction packages that are needed. And we even could get into a little bit of AV. We have AV resources if you need that. So when you're talking about hybrid events or, or virtual events, so we did the virtual event thing where we broadcasted and we asked for money and you could see us and you could donate. And that is still happening. And what's great about the events now coming back in person, somebody says, oh, what about the next wave? Well, fine. If the next wave happens, we'll go virtual again. We've got, we have the technology now. You want to broadcast it? We'll broadcast it. We don't stop anymore. We're done with, it's going to shut down. It's never going to shut down again. I, I don't believe that will happen with fundraising. There'll be one way or another, we can come together. Now in Texas, the only events that are really doing virtual only are hospitals and medical facilities. Otherwise, the other uh, folks are so excited about it. I got to tell you, we did an event recently and the ladies were so excited to put their high heels on and a party dress. <laughs> it didn't really matter what we were selling. And lipstick. And lipstick. And lipstick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I didn't get mine today. Yeah, you don't need any. No, maybe not. No. So anyway. But yeah. So, and I think the other thing, the a couple of really neat things that came out of COVID were, um, you know, we learned how to do virtual events now, right? So a lot of our clients are saying, hey, I loved doing the virtual event because it expanded our reach. We were able to reach so many more donors, so many more people shared our information with their friends and family. And we have new supporters now because they watched our virtual event. And a virtual event doesn't have to be something super complicated. It can be showing your mission video, maybe having a speaker who comes online and then asking for donations. Um, so it doesn't have to be super complicated. No. Um, and, and I think some of our clients now are considering doing an in-person event and then six months later doing a virtual event. 
diversity, just like we do with our, you know, with our money, right? We diverse our holdings and our stocks and, and all those, I don't know, I'm not a financial person, but diversity is good everywhere, including fundraising. And that's what we learned. That's a silver lining for sure. Well, I think and Murad does it all Murad. So if I came to you and I wanted to do virtual or hybrid or in-person or one of these things, you can, you can help me no matter what I'm doing. Right. Is that right? Yes, there, there isn't any of those pieces that we can't help you tackle. And I think what we've seen with some of our clients this year is they did, a, we had some that did virtual event. They were contemplating no event. When they did the virtual event, it made more money than it ever made because they no longer had the food service and some of the other things. Now, we still want to be in person, but the virtual events were making great money. So if you have people that are saying, well, will it make as much? It'll do a lot better if your if your donors continue to be consistent because they'll give to you anyway. And so we can tell you how to set it up where we have that your video plays and then you have a donation button that pops up and those sort of things. So you can make all that happen or text someone as the video is playing with their link to your donation page, which is one of the things that one cause has does a great job with. We our operators send the text out and say, how about giving now that you're crying? You saw the video. <laughs> Tom, that's just right. All right. So what's the yeah. secret sauce? What does Murad bring to like what 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 are some of the come on our fundraisers are listening? What what are some of the secret sauces right now that's success, successful in events? I think I think the biggest thing that makes a difference that the reason our clients keep coming back to us is that we really hold their hand through the whole process. And especially now, because a lot of nonprofit fundraising staffs have been cut back, um, they have less people on their team Ah, to produce an event. So we are actually becoming one of their team members and our event planners. We assign an event planner to each one of our clients. They provide typically 10 hours or more if needed mm-hmm. of planning and handholding. We train them on using the software. We check their site, make sure they're ready to go before the tickets go live, before the online auction goes live. They just have that extra sense of security in utilizing us because they know they can call Kelly and they have her cell phone number and they can give her a call and say, hey, I can't remember how I'm supposed to do this. And, you know, we're trying to go live tomorrow and they have somebody that they can really talk to. And then typically that same person is at their event, which is really nice because then you have that continuity. So um, and we know all the tricks. So we know all the software tricks, okay. especially in one cause. So we have somebody that says, oh, I want to know how to put this certain thing on the website or embed a video or do something. We've learned from some of your techs and then we figured some things out ourselves. So they call us with one cause and they, I didn't know you do that. In a couple of cases, we've told one cause, did you know you could do this? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Because we have added some tricks. And so we did a good job training the trainer, huh? (laughs) That is exactly right. And so we come back with some ideas and I'll give you an example of what what I think makes a difference. I had, this is crazy, but I had four in-person event meetings on Monday. So Monday, everybody wanted to meet in person. I sat down with a group and they said, we are lost. We have nothing. We don't have a live auction. We have nothing. When I talked with them for an hour, we came up with, hey, do we know a person that's a chef? Oh, yeah, we know somebody who could do a chef dinner. Do you uh, do you, do you have somebody who'll give in the give in the cash call? Do you have somebody who'll start out? Yeah, usually somebody gives 10,000. Okay, that's the start of the cash call. Hey, let's look at our timeline. By the time I left, they said, it's done. We had nothing. And when you left, we have everything. Our, our event is ready to go. In, so an that's hour, part of the in an hour, in an hour, you took a client from nothing to everything. That's pretty impressive. Well, that's what they said. I, I think they were feeling pretty desperate with their events in three weeks. But, but still, but three still weeks. Better. 
Yeah, that happens all the time, actually. But I, I think that's kind of the, the, the thing that says, and we even had clients years ago that used to say, listen, if you'll show us how to do the check-in and check-out, then we'll figure it out. We can do it ourselves next year, but we'll pay this year. The minute the event's over, around midnight, usually they're like, we will never do this without you. Yeah. And I think oh, that is- That's a beautiful that's compliment. We yeah, well, it's and, a beautiful And that's comment. what we strive for is that comment, which is, yeah. please call us back. We'd love to work with you. And of course, we have this great relationship with these people and they love uh, working with us. And it, it's just this mutual admiration. We love the people who are raising money for all these fabulous causes and we get to be a part of it. And that is just makes our job so wonderful to really. Well, you know, as a really fundraiser. As a fundraiser, you you don't want to be in the weeds, right? You want to be connecting with your donors and yes. thanking your donors and and finding yes. those, you know, deep-pocketed people who have supported you for years or, or not deep-pocketed people, your volunteers and making those no. connections and engagements. You know, let Murad worry about the caterer and, you know, if they got the, you know, twice-baked potatoes, right? You know, that that's, uh, that's um, you know, not where we're, we're going to be doing great things, spending our time. Right. So no, and that's I, really and, important. Yeah. And they reveal to us the things that make their big donors work. So they'd say, look, if you say Jim Bob's name from the stage, he will give you everything that's in his pocket and money he hasn't made yet. So you say, Jim Bob, I heard you're he's like, Oh, my name has been said. There's a hundred thousand for you, friends. You know, it's <laughs> so discovery is really important, right? I guess oh. when you're working with your customer, your clients discovery yes. and is really, yes. really important. You got to prep prep time is everything. Right. And that's I think that's the biggest thing is that we really help them engineer a successful event mm. and help them engineer a successful live auction. So we go and tour the facility. We really meet with them and talk with them about what they're raising money for, what what their programs are, who they're serving, because when our auctioneer is on stage, they're the representative, the speaker of the organization, mm -hmm. right? So they need to make sure that they're pronouncing all the names correctly and that um, that they are calling out the big donors who want to be recognized from the stage. We went Christmas shopping about a week ago. We walked into a jewelry store um, in Dallas, the and one. the big one of the biggest jewelers in Dallas. And the owner walked up and he goes, "Lewis, oh my gosh, how are you?" And he goes, "You make you." he say exactly? He said, you make me look so good whenever you're on. And I haven't seen him in five years. You make me look so good when you're on stage that it has made such a big difference. And we're so happy to be part of it. And you're making a difference for us. So you got to know these people's names and you say them. And I, that was a great thing for me. It was one of those days where I needed that boost. And uh, we just felt good about walking in the mall. And he's a really important jeweler in town and gave me a big hug. And it was awesome. And he supports a lot of events. Yeah. And I, I guess oh, let's I give him a shout out. What's the name of the jewelry store? We've got to give Eisman Jewelry in North Park. He's, there we he's, go. There's one of the biggest jewelers in, in Dallas and Rolex dealer. And of course, Claire was looking for some baubles that we're trying to afford. And really uh, beautiful things. Yes, beautiful things. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, All right. You know, so what's well, let, let, let's talk. What are some of the most creative things that you've done? Because people are like, oh, my God, th these are the experts for sure. Let's let's take let's me through, games. you know, three or four creative oh. things, really, really creative things that you've done. Okay. So what, so what do we, so we have, we have a big, um, we have a big, uh, well, everybody loves wine poles. See, there's a hundred different ways to do wine. Here's a, here's a great, you know, everybody loves an alcohol package, even the events, all the events. Do. So here's a great thing we came up with years ago. We have this, we have this booze wagon. 
and said, listen, you got the you have booze the, wagon. Okay. Booze wagon. Okay. So you come in with a, with a, with a, a red li- a liquor wagon, liquor wagon, booze wagon. Booze wagon. Uh, and it's the first item. And what you do is you take a red flyer wagon and you load it with uh, bottles of everybody's favorite champagne. It could be Cristal. It could be Buff Coco, and it could be great uh, liquors and thing and liqueurs and things you can't otherwise get. And you wheel it in on the wagon. You drop a piece of hot ice in it and say, let's get this auction started, ladies and gentlemen. Who wants the booze wagon? We have $2,000 worth of booze. We've got your holiday party ready to go. And who's got a thousand bucks to kick off? Everybody screams because it's smoking and they take the wagon home (laughs) and they roll it over to their table. And it's it's the party starter. Wow. I'm, I'm like, I don't, I, it's not even in front of me, but just the visual is getting me all hyped up. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? What a- and, and so we, we sometimes do with a wine, with a wine pool, we had somebody come up with a ring toss idea. You know how you go to the fair and you have, they give you three rings. And if you can ring the wine, you get it. So you pay $25 for some rings. And if you ring, can make the, the, the rings hit the wine, you get the wine bottle. So it's a little bit different take on the wine pool. Yeah. Uh, make sure to have the rings a little farther away. Somebody we're getting two bottles of wine for twenty five. Oh yeah. We don't want that to happen. The wine bottles back a little bit, but anyway, so yeah. you could do a ring toss. What have what you seen Claire? Well, I think there are a couple of things that you're doing within the live auction also that are, oh, yeah. um, you know, either. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. That are. How about cork and fork? Well, yeah. Forks and corks is forks another and corks way is awesome. It. I think one thing that we talk about a lot is getting the um, really paring down your silent auction and making your silent auction kind of exclusive and not a garage sale. So one way that you can do that is you can pull a lot of your gift cards out of your um, silent auction and you can put them into a game. And one game that we use is forks and corks or um, the fork bowl, which is basically where you set up either a board or a bowl that has a bunch of little cocktail forks in it. And each one is numbered. And then people just pay $25. They choose the fork they want. And that fork corresponds to a gift card that they, um, that's in an envelope. Um, So it's it's wine and dinner. Yeah. And so you can also do it as a wine and dine or forks and corks where they, uh, they choose a bottle of wine and there's a gift card attached to the bottle of wine for food. food, And then they can take that with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah. It, so you I, have I a love bowl. it. You have a, a big champagne bowl full of forks and inside the fork, it's into a, a cork from a wine bottle. And that has a number on it that corresponds with the bottle you get. Got it. And the bottles are displayed all over. So you're like, oh, I hope I get that bub or I hope I get that uh, champagne uh, or whichever. And then that's how it works. Yeah. So it just gives it. And it, I think one thing that's great about having games and activities at your event is that it creates community, right? Everybody's standing around watching Good people point. play the game and, you know, be together. And um, and I think one thing that we've we've taught our clients to do is to give the people who purchase some kind of a little blinky light or something they can put on their lapel. Because then as they're walking around the event, people are like, hey, where'd you get that cool pen? And they're like, oh, you have to go to the wine bowl. Right. When you go to the wine bowl and buy a wine bottle, then you get this cool light. And also if they have, if it's, you know, they have more than one child at home, then you need more than one blinky light. Of course. I have two kids. I don't go home with one blinky light ever. Yeah. Right. It's two for sure. Yeah. Right. Well, and another thing we do in the live auction that we try to make a difference is, you know, we're always asking what's a creative way to give dollars. So we, we, we ask for the big dollars and we come down, but we get to the end. We've now done a thing we call a paddle dump. A a paddle what? 
a paddle dump. Everybody dump? takes D-U-M-P? Dump? Yeah, dump. Okay. D-U-M-P. We take your bitter paddle. Yeah. And the last level, which is usually a hundred dollars, everybody dump their paddle in for a hundred dollar donation, and you can oh, make a game. Oh, love that. So if so you, you have, wait, take, let me do the math. Here we go. I have a calculator myself. No, 300 so people in the room. 300 people, right? That's, that's 100. You probably get 150 bid paddles. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Couple okay. So, so you get $15,000. If everybody gets If everybody gets yeah. And it's not where I'm, I'm like we always do. We're looking to write it or type it into the software. So-and-so gets 100, 101 gets 100, 102. We dump it in and say, guess what? The person, if it, Everybody who drops it in is in for a secondary drawing and we've got an iPad Pro or we have a thousand dollar gift oh. or we have in Mexico and that's what you win if you dump your paddle. Even if you've gave 5,000 and 2,500, everybody dumps their paddle Well, if you in, gave 5,000, what's another hundred? I mean. What's another hundred? And yeah. then we say, look, yeah. we don't have to clean up the paddles at the end. And this is the last thing you need them for. So dump them in. I love it. That's so creative. All right, tell me more about the whole live and and that mission moment. Um, okay. What tips and tricks and trends well, do you guys uh, have behind your priming the pump? Yeah, so so sometimes so during COVID we did it, we we would prime the pump all the time because we were doing something. Prime the pump, the booze cruise, so, so, and dump so the, your paddles. Right. So, wow, so I'm pump, learning a lot in this podcast. <laughs> no, what you do is you come up with a you come up with a. You, you got items that are going to bring two, three, four, five thousand. You got to break the ice. So one of the ways is to do the, the booze wagon, and you store them low. But another way is to take. Let's just say I got a magnum of, of champagne, or I have. Oh, this was such a cute idea for for Wyrock Elementary. Yes, this will be better. No, that's it. Oh, that's it is. what I'm telling you. All right, so which one are you thinking of? <laughs> yeah, the one where we had a we had a bottle of champagne, and so we had it was a virtual event but it was for a neighborhood public school. So everyone lived in the same neighborhood. They were all at home oh, watching the virtual event. Point. Yeah. So he had, we had a bottle of Foucault and it was a Magnum, right? Yeah. And it, and it, and it came with some other goodie cookies, whatever. Right. So that was the first live auction item and it was going to be delivered to them that night. No, in 20 minutes, yeah. they were driving from the event. We were at a country club and they drove and the first item brought a thousand dollars for a bottle of wine or whatever. And they drove it to their house and, and, and gave it and to gave them. It to them. Them and they while while we were doing the event, they could drink the champagne because it was a virtual event and everybody was at home watching. Yeah, they did a delivery and and celebrating there at home. They yeah. all had and so we sold this bottle. Of wine you did not, did them. you really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. So so, but in an event where nobody is at home and you're doing a live event, and you're trying to get it started. So the one thing we talked about was we had some events where where we started with a, a cheap and inexpensive. Uh, an expensive item. So we have one event that said, you know, we got this thing. We're going to do this Bible study. It was for a Christian organization. It said, we have the Bible, we have a leather Bible cover and we want to see it. Let's just start it out with the Bible cover and you get to be in the Bible meeting with the, the, your favorite priest, whatever it was. And he said, how about a hundred dollars? Well, that, that Bible cover. And I said, it's real leather went for $1,200. It did. It, yeah, because P- and it was like, okay, you see, now we're warmed up. Now let's sell the trip to Cabo and get the oh, 35. Oh, I get it. You need now you everybody's need bidding. I wanted to see everybody raise their paddle. Everybody can do 100, 200, 300. Not everybody can do two or 3,000. Right. So okay. you need these warm-up items. Well, and, and you want to the- also have something for the not super rich people to be able to do. You want right. everybody to be able to participate right. and have fun, right? And, so, and sometimes I mean, it's a live surprise. Well, it? right. Less, well, the, another item that sells well is kind of that first item is Chick-fil-A for a year. 
Right. I mean, it's hilarious. So we had Slurpees for a year one time too. It went for 500 bucks. It's about a hundred dollar value. <laughs> Slurpees for a year, 7-Eleven for a year. So yeah, those are great icebreakers, but they bring a lot more money than you think. I once had a, I once had a pie at the Salvation Army. Oh. We had a pie and Jerry Jones of the Cowboys said, you know what? Uh, it was the lemon said, bunt cake. The lemon bunt cake. And <laughs> Betty was there. She's about a hundred years old. And Jerry's in the room. He said, yeah, I really like her bunt cakes. Well, her bunt cake went for $1,200. We went over with the plate put it on Jerry's table. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so, you know, those are fun. Those are fun kickoff items uh, that'll get you started. So yeah, warm up, that. warm up the live. Okay. Uh, and, and so we have one other idea that we use a lot. And I think this, this brings in a lot of money and allows everybody to participate. It's called live surprise. And so the way it works is that you have a bunch of little boxes and each box has some type of keepsake inside. So let's say it's a corks, you know, a, a cork topper or it's a um, paperweight that has the name of the nonprofit or something that goes along with your event and is inside each box. But one box has a pair of diamond earrings in it. Right. And so Ooh. each box costs $100. $100 a box. Nobody knows it's happening. You can't open it until the auctioneer says. Okay, so what happens is the auctioneer explains, hey, we've got this, it's the very beginning of the live auction. We're doing a live surprise tonight. We've got 100 boxes or let's say 200 boxes for a room of 500 people. We've got 200 boxes we can sell. They're $100 a piece. And come on, volunteers, let's bring out the boxes. And, and at the same time- Respect to the ceiling on trays. They're going to have trays. Oh, with so visual with wrapped. everything you do. That's awesome. Yeah. On the screen, you have the, the prize, a picture of what the prize is. You have the name of the sponsor who sponsored the prize. And then you have some the, your, your uh, DJ playing some fun music while they're flooding the room. And all the volunteers are coming out in the room with these boxes. And everybody's like, I want one. I want two. I'll buy them for my whole table. And they're buying the boxes. So we're taking their bid numbers and giving everybody a box for a bid number. And then um, and what you get to say is, hey, are all the boxes sold? We just raised $20,000. Haven't done one live auction yet. This is going to be the best night ever. Let's get rolling. Right. Oh, and wow. What happens is once everybody has got a box, the auctioneer says, everyone open your box now. And then one table starts screaming and yelling because they have the, they prize. Have the prize. And um, uh, when, and it's really fun. Yeah. And one year we had Neiman Marcus sponsor it, and it was all little Neiman Marcus prizes. About $4,500 worth of prizes are May scars, certain purses, and it was all from, and we'd say, thanks, Neiman Marcus, for sponsoring this whole event. And they, that was, we say, that's how you get a sponsor to, to pay for that. So it's paid for when you get there and you roll it and do it. Wow. Oh my gosh. The two of you are just so exciting, but let's ask the hard question about ROI. I think in the back of fundraisers minds, they're like, yeah, it would be a luxury if I didn't have to be in the weeds and setting these things up. And, you know, it would be nice. I mean, I have a pretty creative mind. I think I can do it. The DIY, um, when it comes to affording a third party service and, and the ROI, what would be your answer to that? How do we get our money back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the e this is 
the easiest thing. So first of all, when we do a live auction, we donate items that can bring our money back. We have items that we can donate. Now we don't always do, but most, but now we have certain packages that we can do. We have packages that we have that we say, look, if you do it with us, we have this package. I had one um, that we donated a, a hunt to that we have somebody who will donate the first one. And I had an auction and said, well, gosh, we can't afford your auctioneer fee. I said, why don't you try this? Well, they made $15,000 on the item I donated. Now that was no problem. They, we pay for ourselves. We also pay for ourselves when we do these tricks. When we come up with an idea, it says, look, here's how I'm going to pay for me. We're going to do this fundraiser. It's going to make $10,000. I know you can call over at Neiman's or this place or that place to, to get your or get your top sponsor. Don't they want to be seen on every box? We'll do a little box with their name on them. No problem. Um, so that this these are the way we add value. And then you look at the numbers. So this is what happened to us 10 years ago, but it's, it's increasing now, which is look at how you did before you had us come in and how you're doing now. We did the largest fundraiser in Dallas a couple of weeks ago and their numbers went through the roof and they were nervous about switching from paper, which they've been doing for a hundred years. Yeah. They've and never done. Mobile they've never done mobile bidding. And well, and I think the other thing is too, that because like utilizing one cause, because we have these great reports that come out of the software, then the client can easily see their ROI, right? They can look at last year mm -hmm. and compare it to this year. We can look at all the reports and see, okay, let's see which items perform the best and which items perform the worst. Those items that didn't perform well, getting your, your, your nails done, uh, a hairstylist. Teeth whitening kit. Botox. Well, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, the, those packages, why are we wasting our time even soliciting these? Okay. Photography. Yeah. So those types of items need to not be used next year. And in place of those, let's get more of these items that performed well. Yeah. So we can help that we help them. That's part of what we do too, is we look at their post event reports with them, do a post event meeting and talk through right. a debrief. Yeah, so you yeah. really are full service. So I think that that's that's the biggest thing is is we give them ideas to help them raise more money. We engineer the live auction. We make the live auction fun right. and fast. That's the fun other thing. and fast. You do yeah, not want through it. You do not want a live auction to go on forever and yeah. ever and ever. Yeah, you know so. where you're saying, okay, who wants five hundred now? Six hundred now? Seven hundred? It's like, oh my gosh, well, you're beating us to death here. And you part know? of it is feeling the room, so you know where you are. So, for instance, a lot of these packages, a lot of ways we make these things back is we have packages that can be duplicated. So he says, listen, I I know the chef at so and so, and he'll do this package. And last year it brought eighty five hundred dollars. I said, how much for a second one? Just what? How much would he do a second one for? Because we'll just sell two of them this year. Oh, I don't know. He said he may not want to donate. It doesn't matter how much will he will buy it the second one. If we know it costs fifteen hundred, we make yeah. it. We'll buy the second one. So I'm looking for ways to include things that they don't have. Listen, that dinner package that went for twelve hundred last year, I can get thirty five hundred. It needs to be a wine dinner. Add wines. Have somebody. Oh, okay. Well, we can do wines. We can get the. He'll do the. It's worth it. It's exponentially better to have a full wine dinner than it is to have just a dinner with chef. So, so you really just have the tips and tricks up your sleeve that takes every every moment and turns it into a money making moment. So let's not worry about the expense because the ROI is for sure. You know, I I, I would spend fifteen hundred to get eighty five any day of the week. Who wouldn't? So well, you have some people who won't surprisingly, but that's because they're. <laughs> They think of it a different way. But the other part of it is timing. We have to fix the timeline. Listen, I can't have an hour for dinner. I can't have people sitting for 90 minutes and then do a live auction. They're, they'll leave. Yeah. I don't do the speaking. 
before I get the money, I get the money first. We don't do an intermission right before the live auction. We don't do an intermission. I had somebody, uh, they had a great speaker and he spoke, said, sorry, the speaker's got to go first. The speaker spoke, they all went to the bathroom. Here's the live auction. I said, oh boy, how's this going to go? So part of it is timing. Part of it is holding their hand about the items. Hey, that item looks good, but could you add this? Because this is going to bring exponentially more. Or can you twist the donate? So how many bedrooms is that? Oh, well, we didn't mention it's got three kings and three. Oh, my gosh. It's a five-bedroom place? Well, that's a whole different story. Then we got a couple of couples. I need the details of that place. By the way, it looks at the mountains. Oh, it's on the slopes. It's a ski in, ski out. Okay, I need that information. So I, I part of it is fixing some of the things that they already have. Details. Devils in the details. No doubt. And yeah, making sure yeah. that, you're that we talk a lot about how and give them ideas on how they need to market their live auction as well. They've got to get the information out about the live auction. They've got to communicate that in six different ways. Six. Because it's, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we, what's the six different ways to communicate a live auction? Don't you just don't you just advertise the event or promo the event? You you actually do the live auction separately. Well, so, you know, you have to see the live auction item. So here's the thing. Um, and now Claire is going to tell you about QR codes, which is another way you can see these things, because now we're putting QR codes all around the room and she'll tell about that. But you, what you have to do with a live auction is you got to have it on the screen. You got to have the it. In the, you got to have it. The day you have to event. have a table in the room. You're going to have to have it in the program. You're going to have it spinning on the screens before you're going to send it out to them and to click the link and go onto their, their, well, you're going to, you're, their website. Yeah. You need to, before the event, you need to open your silent auction and then preview your live auction. Right. So your live auction items are being previewed the week before the event. Right. You literally, we had, a, you need to send it home to the parents of a school or email it to the people who are going to be attending your event. We have a client and I love this idea. They literally put the cute, uh, a, a name badge sticker on each one of the kids going home from school. And they had a QR code on the sticker that took them to the auction preview for the live auction. <laughs> How about that? So you scan your child and you see the live auction items. It was hilarious, right. but they're like, Wait. it's super oh my God. <laughs> That's brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? And that like, is. You oh, put stickers on the kids whenever they leave school. If there's something important that we want the parents to see, we they have a sticker on their shirt. Scare so, me, Ma. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But anyway, so and that's the thing is now that we have QR codes, one nice thing about we've always had QR codes, right? We've tried using them at our events. People didn't understand what they were, how to use them. Well, now because of COVID and going to a restaurant, everyone knows. Everyone how to knows use that QR code. So that's why now we're telling our clients, okay, if you're a school, put a QR code signed on the car in the carpool line where people just have to scan it to buy tickets to your event or scan it to get to the auction catalog and start bidding. Um, use QR codes at your event. You know, if you are doing a big live auction display with posters for each of your live auction items. Why not put a QR code on there so they can scan it, get to that item on their phone and look at all the details. Um, So So you're really, I mean, I, when I said before that you're soup to nuts or A to Z, you're, I was thinking at the event, but you're really before, during, you, you become one with your team, really. I mean, even offering advice about sending QR codes home or in the carpool line. I, that's, that didn't seem to me like um, an event planner's duty, but I guess it's Murad's way of doing things, huh? 
It's full consulting. I mean, that's really full what it consulting. is. Consulting. Okay. With our package becomes consulting. And then it, we, we, we want you to not fall into the pitfalls because we can't wait till next year to get the money. And then you're going to, back in the old days, some of these things that fall back on you say, gosh, I should have told them to, oh no, we don't miss any of those tricks because we don't have next year and we want everybody to be successful. And these are best practices. And then when we were done, they're like, I know you did your job. We need to get more people in the room if it didn't make the money we wanted or our expectations were different. And then we do a post event. So we're going to come back after this. Let's break this whole thing down. Where can we improve this? Especially the ones that are successful because they think they don't need the improvement. They all need improvement. Always. All have areas. They, we do a post event and break every piece of it down and say, now next year, I'd add one more person in that silent auction area to help people because they were all gathered around this one item and they needed an extra person. That sort of thing. Or so you know, full consulting. You know, hmm. Yeah. And then our right. first meeting the next year is pulling up those post notes and reviewing what we talked about right. last mm-hmm. year and, and making sure that we handle those things. Well, Claire, so, Lewis, I, I could talk to you for hours and hours. And I know our fundraisers just want to hear more and more. I, I, I heard a little birdie tell me that um, some of these creative ideas might be shaping up in the form of an ebook. Is that right, Claire? Yes, Claire. Yes, we've been putting all of our, our ideas into an ebook. We're about- working tirelessly on that. <laughs> Well, it's been really fun because what we've done is at our, all of our events, we ask our event managers to take pictures of um, ideas, creative ideas that our clients have. And I'd love to take credit for every single thing that's in the ebook, but our um, clients are super creative. Some ideas are our own and some are theirs. Um, and so we've had some great pictures, great ideas about different supplemental fundraising activities that you guys can use games and polls and voting. That's very content. generous of you. I, I can't wait yeah. to see that ebook. It's going to be awesome. It'll be fun. I think it'll be All right. Fun. Well, before we go, what's trending in auction items? That's, I think, the last question that we have time for. But tell, tell either what's trending or what's something creative that you need to see uh, on your as an auction lot. OK, so what we're what has switched a little bit over COVID is people are more often buying packages that are within the U.S. So we've been getting a lot of whiskey tasting. So, hey, do you want to go on the bourbon trail and go to Kentucky, which is not a package? You know, back in the uh, 10 years ago or five years ago, you'd be I want to go to New York. I want to go to California. Well, those may be a little bit more difficult to get to. So now we're doing how about going down the streets of Charlotte, North Carolina? How about a package to the beach and in, in, uh, Myrtle Beach? Um Mexico, strong, never stopped. Cabo San Lucas, great. How many other countries can we go to? We don't do that many. I did sell a trip to um, Italy last a couple of weeks ago, but it has two years to travel. Now, Mexico's been open the whole time. We've been to Cabo ourselves three times in the last two years. So there's no problem getting in and out of there. And everybody wants to be on the beach. So we have Mexico, we have Florida, but we're sticking a little closer to home on some of the live auction packages. So we're being more creative with packages that you can drive to. So for instance, we have a wine country event that we do. That's it's actually that's, in Texas. That's Did in you know Texas. Texas has wine? We have great Texas wines. We go to Fredericksburg. We have a Fredericksburg package. It's drivable in about two and a half hours. So we might do a, let's go to the Texas coast type thing because people want to drive you know what else is really popular we have a meet and greet with the dallas cowboys um and so maybe doing some things with famous people in your city 
mm-hmm. is really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what some of our clients have done too is doing a Zoom meeting with a celebrity. So that's really neat because it doesn't necessarily have to be a big expense or it could be a connection that you have, but you're not asking them to travel. You're not asking them to be in person. You're just, it's either a Zoom coaching meeting or a Zoom conversation, you know, um, with a a celebrity, which I think is kind of neat too. Um, oh, great ideas. And since you mentioned it, um, the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Trails, I think we'd be remiss in not extending our heartfelt um, prayers to all of the uh, people in Kentucky who have been affected by the tornado. And, um, you know, we wish praying. them, yeah, prayers and uh, whatever support we could give emotionally and otherwise. So just wanted to mention that since I heard the, the Kentucky bourbon trail. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what we're doing here, right? Trying to, you know, impact communities, build better tomorrows. Um, so thank you guys so much. This was just, my mind is just spinning. You're just a wealth of knowledge. I bet we could probably talk another couple of hours and not even tap all of the uh, creative juices and expert consultation that you offer your clients. So thank you for sharing a little today here on Raise Nation and Raise Impact um, and just lending a little bit of yourself to um, all of our fearless fundraisers out there. And um So I have to ask if uh, anybody's listening and saying, wow, this is awesome. How how does one get in touch with you? Well, one way is the website, which is muradauctions.com. We have that. We have, we're on Facebook. We are on Twitter. What else, Claire? Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. We have lots of ideas on our Pinterest page as well. Pinterest. There we go. Pinterest is a great place to get ideas and we we have lots of followers on our Pinterest page, which is great. And our so. phone number is there. You are welcome to pick up the call on the phone and call us. And we're happy to consult. With Good you. old fashioned phone call. Yep. Start there. Start said hello. And we'll look forward to your ebook coming out. Thank you for authoring that. I know that it's a, that's it um, close to being published and uh, chock full of great ideas, but it's really just special that you've taken the time out of the busy event season uh, to join us and to just chat up everything fundraising but you were going to say something claire i interrupted you oh i was going to say i much prefer a phone call so if they want to call and talk to us personally um we are we are definitely uh talking people who like to interact with our with people so if, if people just even have a question or want to run an idea by us you do not have to be a client to get information and and to talk with us at all right. wow you're approachable and reachable that's fantastic Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again. Um, I think that's all we have time for, although I hate to see this end. But Fearless Fundraisers, that's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Race Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday. That's on Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Thursday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the meantime, be sure to listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio and Raise Impact. Um, Follow whatever channel you like best so that you can get the notifications about all of our new guests. 
um, fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. And stories are awe-inspiring. And the expert advice, like you heard today from uh, Claire and Lewis, you just won't want to miss a single episode. I'd like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. Be sure to check them out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on their homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks, just like one that will be authored by Claire. And I'm sure you're going to find them very helpful. A huge shout out again to Claire and Lewis from um, Murad Events. It's so great having you there. We appreciate you sharing your expert and authentic voice. Um, I know you're super busy. It's event season, but I truly enjoy um, you being with us today. And I absolutely enjoyed our conversation. Any last words of advice for our audience? Don't give up. Yes. <laughs> it's a future looks very bright for fundraising. Some come check us out on muratauctions.com. Well, plain and simple, don't give up. That's right. Fundraising is never going and should never end. If you're a nonprofit with um, uh, a mission, you want to keep that, keep that moving forward. Well, thank you again so much. That is a wrap. Until next time, I am Don Lego. This is the Raise Impact series of Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. Bye-bye.